Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I am so excited about this next uh, interview because um, we're going to talk about something that might be counterintuitive to you. So I'm going to ask you a question before we get into this. What do you think is more important, the sales people or the sales leadership in your organization? Bill Ekstrom is the president of Excel Institute in Lincoln, Nebraska, and he's going to describe the answer to that. And Excel Institute is a research-based organization that helps sales departments drive more revenue by working on this situation. So I'm not going to give it away yet, Bill, but uh, I want to welcome you to the show, and thanks very much for joining us today. Well, Bill, thank you very much, and it, it was fun to hear your previous guest. Fascinating information, so I'm excited to be a part of this. Thank you very much. We've had we we always have amazing guests, and uh, you're in that company with us. So join. So thank you for joining us. We look forward to getting into this. But tell us before we get started. Let's not give it away yet on which is more important, salespeople or sales leadership. Um, tell us about Excel Institute, how you started it, and what your background is. Give us a little backstory. Um, if I provide the backstory, I'll give away the answer as well, Bill. Um, <laughs> But the Excel Institute was started in in 2008 um, as a result of exactly what, what you were just talking about, which is really seeing a void uh, in the development of those who lead sales teams as opposed to the producers. Um, one of the – my previous role was um, I was a senior VP of business development for a publicly traded organization. And what had happened, really, quite frankly, is we had just gone through a some sales training, uh, again, of course, focusing on the salespeople, trying to get them doing everything they should be doing. And while it worked, it, it just didn't seem to have the ROI uh, that I thought it should have. Mm-hmm. So I did a lot of research, um, a lot of surveying, just a lot of analysis to try and figure out what the gap was or where the gap was. And it hit me just almost like a frying pan right between the eyes um, when it occurred to me that the challenge, our gap was not the salespeople, but it was those who coached and led the salespeople. So in the same breath, uh, that's a little background, but also gave the answer away, Bill. That's okay. That's all right. So the answer is that sales leadership is much more important than the salespeople. And so, um, Let's talk about that. So uh, what kind of uh, revelation was that, and how did you come to that conclusion? Well, you know, the revelation was amazing because one of the things we'll do, and and simplistically, we'll ask sales leaders um, from throughout the world if they believe that the performance of their salespeople is a reflection of how they are coached. And we're roughly somewhere between 95 and 98% will say, yes, absolutely. We do believe they're a reflection of how they're coached. They'll say, great. Um, tell me what it means to coach. And then it just gets very quiet. They'll say, what are some of the high payoff activities? 
what are the behaviors of effective coaches? And again, no answer. So sales leadership are very in tune with what the salespeople are doing. But if they really believe that their performance is a reflection of how they're coached or how they're led or how they're managed, they really need to pay attention to that. Because what we would tell you is that 90% of the challenges to growth, especially for business owners, somebody looking to exit their business to get out of it someday, is really to understand that their challenges, if they're looking to grow revenue and have a healthy top line, if, you know, that responsibility falls to the sales leader. Um, and then that's really where the attention should be focused. So let, let me ask you then, why do you think that there has not been much emphasis on developing managers and leaders, and, and yet so much has been resources have been dedicated to developing salespeople? Yeah, you know, Bill, that's quite frankly, you just asked the, the best question there is. You know, I think we focus on salespeople because it's easy. Um, mm-hmm. They're the ones, you know, they're the ones closest to the customer. We've been able to identify what top performers do. Uh, we've been able to identify, um, before you even hire them, the characteristics that make them special, that make them um, a, a top performer. We measure and track everything about them because we know if they follow steps A, B, and C, they should get D as an end result. When it comes to management, and we've asked this question that you asked me many, many times, um, the clients and people with whom we work. And the bottom line is nobody knows what a great coach does. They can tell you what great salespeople do, but if you ask them, okay, well, what do great coaches do? They might say something like, well, they spend time with their salespeople, helping them get better. Great. What does helping them get better look like? When you say they spend, they spend time with them, how often? You know, what does that look like? Do you measure that? I mean, on and on and on. So I think Primarily, Bill, it's really driven by lack of knowledge, lack of understanding, lack of research into what a coach or leader does that moves the needle. Uh, you know, you're, you're painting a picture in my head, and that is by, by changing the word from sales leader to sales coach, I'm picturing, can you imagine um, a golfer that really wants to get better standing on the driving range and a golf manager comes up and uh, supposedly to to help the golfer and says so how's it going <laughs> what do you have what, how, how are you going to get better today they're not coaching they're, and it's so important and yet a lot of times the the manager has been someone I've found in 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 my past who who was not a good salesperson and yet they're the manager of salespeople and that's mm-hmm. not coaching yeah. and coaching and coaching is what they need somebody to come up and say hey I notice you're doing this why don't you try this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting, Bill, you, you bring that up. First of all, a great sports analogy. I love that because it, that, that's true. Commenting on that, you know, there's not a top performer out there that doesn't have a coach. Um, and quite frankly, probably multiple. Um, a swing coach. It might be a, you know, a, a psychological coach. Um, it could be, you know, Andre Agassi used to travel, for example, with a spiritual coach. I mean, so everybody needs to have those because a coach's role is to help get you to a place that you couldn't get to without that person in your life. Mm-hmm. So, yes, that is, that is the role. And, and in sales, the challenge is usually what we'll see is that 
great salespeople get promoted to the role of the coach. And what it takes to be an effective coach, those talents, those skills are so different than what it takes to be a top producer. And so that's really where the big gap lies in terms of effective coaching, uh, especially in a sales department. And the scary part, Bill, is that, um, and for everybody who's listening to this, chances are 50% of the people they have in sales management roles are not just ineffective. They are likely inhibiting performance of the people on their teams. So think about that statement. In other words, without that coach, that team certainly wouldn't sell any less and possibly sell more. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, that is really a shame. Uh, a lot of times, um, I'm just thinking again from personal experiences of people I know that are in sales and my own experiences being in sales early on that on a sales team that a lot of times the manager just is nothing more than a liaison of information to the to the upper management. Um, uh, you know, they're they're there to say, well, how are you doing? What, you know, what do you got for me? What's in the pipeline? They might teach a process or a system, but they can't really improve what's happening. And that's a shame. So how do uh, uh, sales leaders um, do better? How, what should they be doing differently if they want to grow sales? Well, that's another great question, Bill. And the first thing they should do is if I'm a, a business owner or I'm a senior executive, I want to measure the effectiveness of their managers, of their sales leaders today, or as I tell you put it earlier, their, their coach. Um, and our organization, one of the things we do and we help organizations do is really, quite frankly, measure coaching acumen. Are they any good at it today? With that measurement in place, then they need to be taught. These managers, these coaches, whatever they want to call them, need to be taught and educated on what the high payoff activities and behaviors and tools are. And and really that is their role is to execute against against those um, key activities. So I would say those two items, um, and then lastly, perhaps, which just is critical or, or brings a full circle, is then probably like they do with salespeople. You talked earlier, Bill, about pipeline and things like that. But the sales manager, we need to be able to measure their effectiveness as well. We need to measure their activities. And we need to understand that, that are they spending 70% of their time with the bottom 20% of the producers or vice versa? Are the managers, um, you know, if they're supposed to be helping out with big key accounts, um, are they doing that when they're writing with reps or are they just out there doing the fun ones? So without, you know, those three things, measuring their coaching acumen, helping them get better, and then measuring whether or not they're doing it, you know, quite frankly, nothing will happen. The people will get the same results this year they did the year before. And uh, when your firm comes in to work with a group, what, what's a first step to assess whether they're meeting those objectives? Um, great question. The first thing we do, as I said, is we really measure. We come in and measure coaching acumen. Um, and the only way to do that this is interesting, Bill. The only way to do that is to go to the salespeople and ask them about that relationship with their boss, with their coach. And that's the first step. That's always the, the first thing we do. It's like just having them 
you know, do a medical history because they have mm-hmm. to understand what's what's currently existing. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Are are most salespeople pretty upfront with that information? Uh, good question, Bill. Yeah, they are. We find they're very upfront, um, especially because you know there's some basic rules that need to be followed of, of survey methodology, but things like making sure it's anonymous and so there's a lot of confidentiality involved. But we yeah, have sure. found that by and large, salespeople want to provide their feedback. They really want somebody to know about their relationship with their boss. Mm-hmm. Are, is a big problem that um, the, the sales managers uh, fail to recognize the the key motivators of these of say different salespeople because you know I've, there are different motivators for different people is is that part of it is the lack of recognition of how to motivate or what 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 would you say some of the key factors that you see are? Uh, uh, Bill, you know motivation is you use that word is is significant. As a matter of fact, one of the things that we research when we're doing a lot of our work is what motivates. A salesperson to want to sell more. Perhaps another way to look at it might be discretionary effort. What 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 brings brings about discretionary effort from a salesperson? Um, and well, there's a lot of things that do. The two highest correlators that we see that a manager can do is number one, the coach, and we'll, we can define that very simplistically. Um, in, in our surveys, which is to help them, the number that's number one. And then number two, believe it or not, is does my manager help me progress towards my career goals? That's the second strongest motivator that salespeople have throughout the world um, to get them to sell more stuff. Hmm. And do you come in and let's say the salespeople say, I just don't feel like I'm getting the support I need. They don't get me. So is the first order of business, let's see if we can work with the existing team and what we can do. And if, if it is, how long of a, what do you put them through a, a, a coaching process or how do you help improve the situation? Um, yes, Bill, well, we, we always, always, always give every, and we tell everybody that you, you're just a management team needs to be given the opportunity to succeed. And the reason why that's so important is because most of them have never been given any education or background or understanding of really what what drives performance. And when I say that, you know, they may even have been taught, here's how you communicate with a salesperson or here's how you provide feedback. Well, coaching is so much more than that. If coaches are supposed to help you know, individuals and teams drive more performance, it's more just the feedback I give. It's it's understanding the, the tools I should use. It's understanding frequency. You know, there's it, it's how do I identify and acquire talent? You know, your, um, your previous guest was talking about leadership. That's a huge factor in motivation mm-hmm. and performance. So those are all the things that, um, after after one is done measuring or assessing their current um, managers, it's to come in and help them understand, here's what you need to do tomorrow, next week, next month, next quarter, to get the best results from the people on your team. So it's really providing them with a very concrete coaching, coaching methodology. Great stuff, Bill. T- tell us a little bit about your free ebook that you have, Sales Performance Made Simple, The Three Drivers of Effective Coaching. 
<laughs> You've done your homework. Um, <laughs> it's it, it, <laughs> well done. Uh, the ebook is really centered around helping sales executives, business owners understand what drives performance. So it really talks about coaching, not just from that aspect of how do I interact with the salesperson or one of my employees. It talks. It really takes a scientific dive into what is performance. And then um, we talk about the three different drivers of performance being management, uh, leadership, and the catalytic factor, um, the role of development in our improvement and the increased sales, so on and so forth. So it takes, uh, it takes a deep dive into the science of performance and specifically as it relates to sales teams. So it's a great primer for, for if you're listening to this and, and you're thinking, you know, this could not hurt. <laughs> this could not hurt anything. Uh, let's uh, let's read up on this and see if we want to uh, engage Excel Institute and Bill Ekstrom to help our organization. Then, Bill, what would they? How would they go about getting that um, that ebook and getting in touch with you? Uh, Bill, well, thank you for that offer. Uh, the ebook can be just right from our website, which is excelinstitute.com. That's spelled E C S E L L Institute.com. They can just go there and download the ebook. And if they have any questions, they can just uh, email me, which I'm writing right there on our website too, or anybody on our team, and just have a dialogue and a conversation about performance. Um, we do those all day, every day, and that's the fun part for us uh, is really helping people understand what they can do and what they shouldn't do. And, and, you know, that's a hallmark of, of our guests. I really appreciate you making that offer, Bill, and our listeners. I hope you'll take advantage of that. It certainly uh, wouldn't hurt you to have a conversation, read up on this topic, and and fix your sales, you know, make your company uh, more and more effective by working on your sales leadership, and then things will fall in line for you. So, Bill Ekstrom, thanks very much for joining us, and I'd love to have you back so we can go deeper on this topic because I think we just started to scratch the surface on this. So uh, come back and join us again, will you? Bill, thank you so much for your time today. You bet. I'd love to come back. Make it a great rest of the week. All right. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this, so please stay tuned. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. You're listening to ExitCoachRadio.com, the information station for age 50-plus business owners, where we're interviewing top advisors for their best tips, ideas, and precautions so you can be well-planned. We upload new one-minute tips every day. ExitCoachRadio.com. Come listen for a minute. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 